Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I am your host, Sean Dustin. Oops, let's turn that off. My bad. Hey, when you do that at a live broadcast, right? Uh, so anyways, uh, thank you. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us here. Uh, do me a favor. Whatever platform you're watching on, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, uh, or any of the other ones, Periscope, uh, there's about seven or different ones that are going right now. Uh, do me a favor, just subscribe um, or share, like any of those things. I'd appreciate it. And also any of the links that uh, we talk about or places uh, that we talk about will be available in the description or the show notes when this is released as a podcast on the podcast platforms. So my guest this evening is somebody who I met in one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels or productions, which is called The Union of the Unwanted, hosted by four different guys. I'm not going to – I only know one of them, so I'm not going to name him because it's not fair to not name the other ones either because I can't remember one of the guys' names. But it's an amazing uh, production. They talk about a lot of good information and a lot of good stuff that's going on today in today's world and kind of where we're at and how we can mitigate some of it if possible. So uh, Nancy Guberti, and I hope I said that right, uh, she's going to talk to us about uh, health, uh, nutrition, uh, mental health, and also supplements to help boost our immune system in the days of the sea. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on the show. You got a lot of good information to share and value to to give uh, my listeners and audience. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you also for your voice in, you know, the movement that I was speaking about. And, well, you know, I, I don't I don't. I don't name a lot of these things anymore just because of what it, I don't need, I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say with that. It's uh, you get what I'm saying, right? Yep. It's hard. It's hard to, to talk about some of those things because nobody wants to talk about it. It's so crazy how we've been conditioned. Um, and it's just, it's weird. It's very weird. Even in clubhouse. Are you familiar with clubhouse? Yes. Yes. Are you on it? I'm not on it. My one of my sons goes on it. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of good conversations going on over there. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of people can't. It's overwhelming when it comes to 
taking charge of your health, mental health and physical health. And then depending on where they're getting their information, you may sound so opposite of what's in the mainstream media that you have to really plant little seeds and then get people to wonder and ponder and brainstorm and say, huh, maybe this doesn't make sense what they're telling me. Maybe I need to take charge of my health. Mm. The same way you took charge of your life and made a difference and look where you are now. It's so, your story is so profound. You did something. You didn't wait for someone to do it for you. And I think that's the biggest lesson people need to really absorb is that we can't wait for, say, Fauci or the CDC or my conventional doctor to tell me how to live in a healthy way. And I can't wait for the government or someone else to come up with something that will make me safe. I have the power to do that myself. And to do that, I need to become my best health advocate and I need to hear the good, the bad and the ugly and think for myself. So I think what's going on with the world today, not only just with the pandemic and viruses, with society and and raising kids and career chain choices and even who you choose to be your significant other, you need to be so mindful and take charge and really look at both sides and know that there are really three sides to the story. Yeah, that's uh, definitely good advice there. And I, I like what you said about relationships too, and your significant other and choosing that because I think, and I've fallen into this plenty. Um, I, I, I feel like we get caught up in a, in a moment and we want something to be so bad that we almost ignore, um, excuse away, uh, maybe just not even pay attention to the red flags that come up. And like, we know better. Right. But, the truth. Yeah. We, we know better than to, to, to go down that road, but yet we still do. So, I mean, that's really crazy. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to talk on because I know that you were saying, but one of the things that I want to mention is what ha- what baffles me is, I mean, we're all biological beings, right? Mm-hmm. We have the same functions in our body. We all do the same things underneath uh, from our nervous system to our reproductive system to our digestive system. I mean, all of those work the same way, right? Right. Okay. So why would there be two different camps on how to treat something? Like how to treat a female over a male? Oh, no. I mean, like how to um, – so you've got two different camps in this whole – the whole thing that we've been going through in the last year, right? You've got, you know, the, the Fauci side and then you've got the Denise uh, Gold Gold side, right? Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you – but we're we're all the same underneath. Everything works the same. It should be treated the same, right? There's no – Right. I mean, there's a, there's only, so 
we you really want to focus on, like you said, we have a nervous system, we have the bi-directional between the gut and the brain, and that's where we should really be focusing all of our energy into understanding. There may be some differences where a male is usually deficient in glutathione more than a female, and that's the major antioxidant. Okay, so that's that. I'm so... But still, everybody should be taking like glutathione and vitamin C and and acetylcysteine because those are precursors to glutathione and that's going to protect your lungs and everything. So maybe there's like minor little differences, but you're right. I mean, we, we should all learn how to live a healthy lifestyle, including sleep and stress and eating. And there's no focus on that. And that should be the same. Mm-hmm. for everyone but it's not okay okay and then also you mentioned something in there um oh dang it i just forgot it darn i'll get it it'll come back i bear i it, it should it usually does um so yeah I, you mentioned uh glutathione and 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 a couple of other things um some other stuff that i've heard that it's really good for you know where we're at and protecting ourselves against it is um Quercetin, mm-hmm. taking quercetin along with the zinc, along with yes. the vitamin D, because it absorbs, it allows the cells to absorb more of it than it does normally. Like I take 4,000 IUs, I think, of uh, vitamin D mm-hmm. um, daily, and then 2,000 of uh, vitamin C, and then I take a multivitamin. That's great. But I think... What I think, well, I guess, so how I'm understanding it is, so if as I added quercetin to it, then I w- it would be better because it would absorb more of the 4,000 versus maybe I'm only getting 1,000 of it, right? Right. So we have to look at the gut first for anything. But for the immune system and to fight against infectious diseases, but also to help with mental health, go to the gut. So first, we need to make sure that that gut lining is nice and strong. And we want to make sure you have probiotics. Beneficial bacteria such as bifidus and lactobacillus, but quality probiotics means a big thing. So first, you want to make sure that it's not derived from soy or dairy. I love Claire Labs, and that's with a K. And you can start slow, you know, so if you're not used to probiotics, you could start at 5 billion or then go to 25. The highest that they have is about 150 billion bacteria. So that's going to help your gut. Mm -hmm. That's going to help you absorb all your nutrients as well as your supplementation. You mentioned vitamin D. When anyone gets a blood test done, a CBC, which is a complete blood count, always ask to check for vitamin D because not every doctor does that. And you're giving blood, you might as well find out what your vitamin D levels are. Depending on your D levels, you should either be taking 1,000, 2,000, or 5,000. During a time where there could be some virus going on, you're going to go with the highest, right? So at least 2,000. If one gets sick, go to 5,000 because studies have shown Anyone deficient in vitamin D will get the worst symptoms of what's been going on. Vitamin C. Vitamin C is water-soluble, so that means you're going to pee it out. You don't want to take too much all at once. 
you want to have it perhaps one, two, three times a day. You take 2,000. That's great. If 1,000 may be too little. Some people were taking five to 10,000 a day. Two mm. things could happen with that. One, loose stools. Yeah. Second, kidney stones. Oh. You can create kidney stones with too much vitamin C. You don't want to do that. But you don't want to take too little because remember, vitamin C is a precursor to glutathione. Another thing that I mentioned is N-acetylcysteine, which so that's NAC. So NAC is going to help glutathione. Why do you need glutathione? It protects your lungs. Mm. So it made me chuckle when liquor stores were essential because when you drink any type of liquor, I don't care if it's organic or not, and I always say don't shoot the messenger, but when you drink liquor, it lowers your glutathione level. So I'm like, okay, so they're making it essential. Everyone's drinking. They're lowering their resistance to something that could potentially attack their lungs. Mm. You don't want to do that, right? So you now have your vitamin C. You take a glutathione best as with a spray. You take your anacetylcysteine. The quercetine is great to protect the body against inflammation, we know for a fact that viruses, whatever type, because they say the next pandemic is going to happen 2025 to 2028. John Hopkins has says 2025. I'm like, how do they know? Um, but whatever, they put it out there. Event, so you, event 201 told them so. Exactly. So it's something like you should prepare. Corsetine, you could take corsetine separately or corsetine and bromelain. And bromelain is from a pineapple. So that helps reduce inflammation because once a virus gets into your blood, it can create inflammatory markers and that's where your red blood cells get thick mm -hmm. and then oxygen cannot travel throughout the body and that's when people start to have breathing issues. And then if they have low glutathione, it helps there. There's another supplement that many people don't know about. It's called Enzyme Defense Pro or enzyme defense, which is, used to be called virus stop. And that you take on an empty stomach as soon as you feel sick. Because what it does, it, it, it eats away at the protein that is caused. Viruses and bacteria produce a protein in your body. And that causes inflammation. So if you start to feel sick, take it right away on an empty stomach and take it like several times throughout the day until you start to feel better. All of my clients who have had this, first of all, we kept them out of the hospital. That was a great thing, all natural. So it's possible, but I kept them on this enzyme because what we see is people who have had it may um, have inflammation afterwards, three to six months afterwards. This prevents that from happening. And then I would get some Yogi tea. Yogi tea has um, something called Breathe Deep as well as Throat Comfort and has medicinal herbs in there that are organic, caffeine-free, that help protect your mucous membranes, your ears, nose, throat, and lungs. Mm. Okay, okay, great. That's good information. One thing that I forgot to do, though, is we forgot to to qualify you and and, yeah. and have you explain, um, you know, who you are, and where, what what you do, and and kind of why you're here. I was just so happy to talk to you about 
something because I see you on my favorite show all the time. So I'm kind, I'm kind of I'm kind of fanboying out on you. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and just uh, tell everybody who who you are and um, you know where what your credentials are, what you do, and um, I think you have a story that ties into why you do what you do, right? Right. Okay. So what I do now is I do functional medicine and nutrition. So I use specific functional medicine lab work, which I would love if every doctor used this, because I think that doctors are only as good as the tools that they have in their toolkit. So if you do blood tests, yeah, they could show you your glucose and your cholesterol, and they'll show you white and red blood cells, but it's not showing you how your body is functioning. So functional medicine testing is non-invasive, first morning urine test, tells you how your GI tract is, tell you your Krebs cycle, your nutrition, how your detoxification pathways are. It tells you how your adrenal system is in your neurotransmitters and your serotonin and dopamine, which is so important for mental health. And then it goes into amino acids and nutritional markers. Great. That's a test everybody should run. We should run it before conception while a person is pregnant on children as well, because you could determine so much. So I do functional medicine um, testing and then nutrition. I have MS, a master's, a certified nutritionist, and then this functional medicine part. And I have a private practice in Greenwich, Connecticut for 20 plus years. And I got into this really to save my son. So I was working at Goldman Sachs. I have 15 years brokerage, you know, no spring chicken. Um, So, um, and I loved what I did. I had 150 institutional clients traveled throughout the United States. And then I had two sons and my youngest son developed a liver disorder and doctors had no answers. So I thought, well, you know, when I'm like on my deathbed, well, I have tried enough to save him. And how did this happen? Can't there be a way? Is there so much uncertainty? You mean to tell me they can't tell me what's happening and what treatment, what future he has. So I actually, while I was at Goldman, I went and got my master's in nutrition and really focusing on how the body functions. And then I went further into, I found out about this testing that I tried on him through a doctor. And I wanted to learn as much as I could about functional medicine. So I went further into that. And, you know, nothing short of a miracle. And on a long journey, he healed. So that really changed my whole family's life. And I thought, I can't really go back to brokerage in the capacity I was in. I was vice president of e-commerce at fixed income. I instead went back doing corporate wellness because all those guys play hard, work hard, and they were really not healthy. So after that corporate wellness, I specialized a lot in kids. And then that led to everything else. And now I just I get pretty interesting cases that are very, very tough. So I have local doctors that don't run the test and they send me their patients. And I'm always like, can you send me them when they're a little bit healthier? But I understand. So I really put my research hat on to help. I find it interesting. Numbers don't lie. And that's where the tests really help. 
Yeah, I, you're right. Numbers don't lie. Um, so what, I guess, I guess the question, so let's move into nutrition because nutrition is really another part of this because I mean, you can do, you can take all of these, these remedies and, you know, probiotics and, and stuff like that to try to help your immune system and all this other stuff. But I mean, shouldn't it start with your nutrition and what you're putting in your body to begin with? And I'm, and I'm no saint, you know, I, I go have fast food. I had a piece of pizza earlier, but I'm really starting to, um, I'm really starting to rethink things, honestly, uh, from some of the people that I've talked to, um, that, I mean, plant base, I mean, plants cure things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where all pharma, the big pharma, all of their, their medicines mostly begin with the plant and they add in all their other stuff so they can patent it. Right. Exactly. Um, but shouldn't, I'm really starting to think about going plant-based now and switching from, you know, what I, what I eat now to more of a, uh, I can, I don't, I don't know if I call it vegan or not, but, but more of a plant-based more, more plants and less meats and, and other stuff. I would say this food could either be medicinal or it could be poison. That's one. Everybody is different, and this is why not everybody does well on a meat and potatoes. Not everybody does well on vegetable. Not everyone does well, like one person could eat a banana and it could be fine, but another person, it's part of the histamine family and it can cause inflammation. So let's break this down. This is the problem with food today that I believe when my grandparents were around was not a problem then. Our food is contaminated. So you really want to get as much organic as possible. I don't believe in the dirty list, the dozen dirty lists and all, but you could eat these foods that are not organic because the seed is not organic. The soil is contaminated with pesticides. So it's absorbing all of that. And then you're eating it. So first you want to go organic. Another reason why, besides the pesticides, is something called glyphosate. And I'm very passionate about glyphosate awareness because we do testing. We're one of the only labs that does testing on humans for this and it's so bad because it's linked to cancer. It's linked to mental health issues and GI issues. Glyphosate was made from Monsanto. Monsanto was bought out by Bayer. And it was saved. It was protected when it was Monsanto. When it was bought out by Bayer, that's when Robert Kennedy Jr. was able to go after the company and expose them for what they are, how it causes cancer. It destroys all your beneficial bacteria. So you could be taking your probiotic and then eat food loaded with glyphosate. And the number one food is oats. So if you have Quaker oats at home, you basically want to throw it out because it is loaded. If you shouldn't have like 3.3% of glyphosate, it has thousands 
That's how bad it is. And then Oreo cookies and Ritz crackers. And you go down the list on my website, nancygaberti.com. I have a whole glyphosate free, whole email series that gives you all the foods as well. You should learn about what it is and avoid it at all costs. So if you think about the pizza that you had, that was made with wheat. It wasn't organic, I'm assuming. So it was loaded with glyphosate. You put, they put cheese on it. The cheese ended up having glyphosate because it came from an animal that ate the glyphosate. So now we not only have to look at what we eat, but what we eat eats. So if you go on a plant-based diet, it's got to be organic. Mm. Otherwise, you're loading your body up with pesticides, and then you're therefore not getting enough of the nutritional value. If you're having meat then that meat should be grass-fed, grass-finished. Not just grass-fed, it has to be grass-finished. So say we look at a cow. A cow is supposed to eat grass, and that's it. If they say grass-fed, at the end, what they do is they pump it up with soy and corn. Mm -hmm. And that has glyphosate in it. So I would look at... a a website called eatwild.com and look for a local farmer that has grass-fed, grass-finished products. It is higher in healthy fats and it doesn't um, cause all the issues that regular conventional meat does because there's no antibiotics and there's no growth hormones. So that's one thing. And then as long as you have balanced meals, I think We forgot about balanced meals. No one talks about it anymore. And no one eats this way. I mean, I get intake forms. I don't judge. This is a totally no judgment zone. But I say, my God, we have stepped away from balanced meals. So if you're ever eating a protein, you need to have a green leafy vegetable so it's not acidic anymore and you alkaline it. So I would say if you do switch First of all, keep a food journal. Be mindful of what you eat. Ask yourself, why are you eating it? So like I always ask myself, why am I eating this? Am I eating this to nourish my brain, my hair, my skin, get energy? Or do I want it to go to any problem parts of my body? You know, I think once you ask that, you're not, you're not going to say, yeah, I want the problem part. You know, <laughs> no, I want to be energized mm-hmm. and If you plan your meals and you have the food in your house, you know, after a while, you get used to eating really healthy foods that you don't mind cooking them. Like I cook all my meals for everybody in the home. Every single meal is homemade. And people will say, oh, but that takes so long. You get into a routine where you know what to do. And, okay, if somebody's hungry, there's apples and oranges and strawberries and blueberries and pears to pick from. Or you make all these turkey meatballs that are all organic and everything else. And I I put all the food that I eat on my Instagram account because people are like, oh, what do you eat? And I'm like, I eat a variety of food. I mean, and we all love our food as long as you don't feel deprived Mm -hmm. and you feel energized and you feel good and you don't have a stomach ache or you're sluggish then you'll continue that. But it is overwhelming at first. So I say attack one thing first. Is it going to be breakfast? 
lunch, dinner, snacks, beverages, and then go on to the next meal. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good, good, good to know. Um, so yeah, the next thing I want to touch on is inflammation and, you know, what kind of, you know, the foods that we eat cause inflammation. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where cancer lives, right? Mm-hmm. Inflammation is at the root of all disease. So again, if we balance our meals, then that's right. Like who goes out for a hamburger and French fries and say, Hey, can I have a bowl of broccoli? Nobody. <laughs> so instead have wheatgrass powder with you, put it into your bottled water, have two tablets of spirulina, do these type of things to balance out your meals. So you're not causing inflammation. What are we drinking? Are we drinking enough water? But what causes, if we go for what causes inflammation and what doesn't cause inflammation? Wheat, wheat fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, look at the book Grain Brain by Dr. Perlmutter. He explains how dementia, Alzheimer's, all of that is linked to wheat, right? So we're not getting nutritional value from that. It does cause inflammation in the body. Um, corn is an excitotoxin. It's not help. It's not good for us, but it, it's addictive, right? And then dairy can also cause inflammation. So people are like, oh, what do you have left? Well, you have almond milk, you have coconut milk, um, unsweetened. There's so many things. Avocados are good for you. Bananas are part of the histamine family that can cause inflammation for many people. Some people can't have nightshades like the potatoes, the eggplant. Again, everyone's different. So keep a journal. So with, with that, that everybody's different, like how do you know? Is that where the journaling comes in that you got to like everything you eat? Now, how do you feel afterwards? Yes. And so this is what I always say to anyone I'm working with. I'm like, okay, keep a journal either in a notebook or email it or do a Google document, however you want. Some people love apps. And write down, so if you think about a lifestyle, let's look at the factors. Write down what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are you drinking? How do you feel? Now, is there an outside stress? Are you in a toxic relationship? Or are you working in an environment that's not the best for you, right? So now you have to rely more on your food to make sure it doesn't counter all these outside stresses. Are you getting sleep? Are you doing any type of exercise, even walking or anything for 10, 15 minutes a day? Can you commit to that? How's your mental health? Are you happy? Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Some people will say, when I have that food, my heart palpitates. I start to get anxiety. So they cross it off their list. There's a pattern. And again, everyone's different. It's not going to come up as a food intolerance. Um, It's really how does it relate to you? So you definitely want to be mindful and make that pattern. And then let's look at, like you mentioned, quercetin. So I mentioned bromelain from pineapples. What about turmeric? You know, you can take a little turmeric and you can put it into a smoothie. 
you can warm up some almond milk and add like a quarter of a teaspoon. It really helps with um, inflammation as well to counter that. So I would definitely look at what you're eating. And then when we add pesticides and we add the glyphosate, we automatically know it causes inflammation. So that's where we have to counter it. And then are you drinking enough, right? So if someone's, I can't tell you how many people either have headaches because they don't drink enough or they're constipated. If we're not going to the bathroom every day, it's a problem. Yeah, I get headaches every now and again. And it's, I don't think that they're, um, I don't think they're the head, they're not migraines, but they, they're, they're bad enough to where I have to go to sleep to get rid of them. And it's, uh, but it doesn't happen a, a whole lot, or it, but I, it, but it does. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, I'm 40 pounds overweight, you know, COVID hit me pretty good and I just kind of ran with it. And, you know, I, 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 I cook good. So I like, and I like to eat what I cook and, and I don't, and I don't like this as a, a serving size. <laughs> <laughs> my serving size tends to be the whole plate. And uh so yeah, that's I'm 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 working through it, man. I'm trying to, you know, figure it out. I've been talking about it for a long time now. Um but it's just, you know, when I don't like how I feel in that way or when I feel like I'm overweight and I don't like the way that I look in the mirror, uh it it affects every part of my life. It does. You know, it's a ripple effect. It trickles yeah. down. So, what do you typically eat on that plate? Uh, well, like I made, I like the other night. I made, uh, I made a thing of. Uh, I make this quite often. I don't think we should only have it during St. Packers Day, but uh, corned beef and cabbage. It's really simple to make. You know, with the potatoes and the the carrots and the the cabbage and the the corned beef. And so I'll take, you know, maybe five halves of a potato and smash it up, throw a bunch of butter on it, uh, some some pepper and salt, and then the cabbage, the carrots, and then, you know, maybe three or four pieces of beef, which mm -hmm. is a, which is a lot of food. It, it really is a lot of food. But it tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then are you drinking enough? Like, are you full for the whole day or do you have two other meals with that? No, I usually use when I, when I do that, I usually might eat twice a day. That's about it. Mm -hmm. And, but I, but I eat, you know, if I'll snack on a sandwich, I'll have, you know, what you're talking about, uh, Dave's white bread, the other, like white bread done right, right. But it's still probably not good. Cause you're saying the, the glyphosate. glyphosate yeah. Um, hold on one second there. I'm going to get to this this uh quite uh, not comment uh pamela so i'm not neglecting them uh pamela mt moved from facebook live to watch here on youtube from northern california awesome i'm from northern california too um shoot hit me back and let me know where you're from uh specifically and thank you for uh watching pamela again nobody likes change until they get used to it LOL. It's just a matter of integrating new things or letting go of things slowly. Sounds like good advice. Everything, right? And then baby steps, changes are more likely to stick if you make them in a little time and slowly. Thank you, Pamela. I appreciate that. And so now we'll get back to that because I usually just do comments and questions. And, you know, if anybody has questions for, uh, 
Nancy, please uh, feel free to put them in the uh, comments and I will make sure that we get them answered. So, yeah, that's what I eat. And it's, you know, like I said, I, I know what I need to do, man. It's just a matter of not being lazy because most of that is in the prep, right? You know, if, if you know what you want to eat and you prep, then it's a lot easier to just go in and grab it rather than, you know. Exactly. The prep work is important, but I would also mention that, and and I do agree with uh, Pamela that it has to be slow, right? It, it, you can't be overwhelmed. I wrote a book, healthy living every day because health, is something we need to work on every day. And basically, it's a page a day. There's one page you read about health, and then a few more days I talk about mindset and motivation. But you have to realize every day your life is important and you matter, and you need to become your best health advocate. So... With that said, it's you basically want to you want to see where you want to be. So people don't like setting goals or resolutions, but we need a target. So I say like if you think about the next 30 days to 90 days, a quarter at a time, and then you break that down. And then you say, okay, so what it is, what do I want to do? I want to eat healthier. I want to lose these 40 pounds. Okay. So in order to do that, how much do I want to lose in the next three months? Or how much do I want to lose this month? And not say, oh, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. But let's be realistic, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you go slow to make the changes, you go slow to lose the weight, it's going to stay off. And then say, well, what's my biggest problem? Well, maybe it's the sandwich or maybe it's the snacking or, you know, maybe I need to eat smaller meals. Like take that corned beef thing and split it into two. So how can I do that and feel full? I'm either going to have to add like broccoli rabe or some type of green that's going to add fiber Or I could look at like some sun warrior protein, which is a pea protein that I could add water to it or some berries and that'll fill me up. So maybe I'll cut that meal in half and add this smoothie for dessert afterwards and it's all healthy. And that will now I could take that one meal and break it into two. And then but what's the goal and why do I want to do that? You know, so. You want to do that because you also want to feel great about yourself and how it has this ripple effect into everything you're doing. So I would look at how you want to feel and then set some like, I want to feel this way, you know, and I'm worth it. You know, like I always call them, I am manifestations. I am strong. I'm worth it. You know, find out what where the weakness or what's keeping that mindset from allowing you from being empowered to become your best health advocate and then write it on an index card or look at it every day. So you are motivated to take those action steps. Hmm. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we got one question here from our right, Facebook user. Sorry. I can't, I don't, 
you don't show up uh, on as your name. You just show up as Facebook user. So if you guess if you want to type in uh, what your name is, that would be great. Uh, your question is, though, is there anything you can eat that will purge your body of all its toxins? So there's a few things. So detoxification is very important. And that, so healthy living and healthy lifestyle, right? Doing this for over 20 years, I put together nine steps to healthy living. And the first one is all about toxins. So that's a great question because toxins can come in and your body and the liver and the kidney after a while are going to be like, I just can't, I can't push it out. It's coming in. And then we think about the stress, which is also toxic. And when I talk about toxins, I also talk about toxic people and environments because that affects your digestion. So for foods, vitamin C and glutathione are two of the most important antioxidants, right? To push out toxins. For foods, there's several of them. So if you can handle garlic, Garlic actually pulls out toxins. It can actually pull out lead from the body and arsenic, parsley, and cilantro. So you can either juice with them or eat, you know, you could put cilantro and parsley even on an egg sandwich. Um, That pulls out toxins. Water, distilled water in particular, pulls out toxins. You cannot drink distilled water all the time and you cannot cook with it. But if you drink it, say, on weekends, that pulls out toxins. So um, all natural herbs, oregano, um, bay leaves, if you cook with bay leaves, um, that pulls out toxins as well. But I would focus on having herbals to do that and then as well as drinking lots of water to pull it out um, because all of these things collectively will help and then the vitamin c either take your vitamin c or if you're looking for foods high in vitamin c your citric and your peppers are great um, berries are great i would just focus on eating those type of foods, but making them organic if at all possible. All right. All right. Hopefully that answered your question. It was a great answer to the question. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to have to go through and rewatch this so I can write down all this stuff afterwards. Well, actually, you know what I might do? I'll have to do it when I, when I edit for the uh, podcast platform. So yeah, I'll make sure I write all this stuff down as you're throwing out some gems, Nancy, I got to tell you. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that's what we're here for. I'm here to empower, empower so you become your best health advocate. Because if you don't do it, who will? Exactly, exactly. Um, so this is a good point to segue right into uh, gut health and um, like like the brain and gut uh, connection yeah. that we are. Actually, it's sort of a new thing within the last like what thirty years that they they realize that. So I mean, they still really don't even know probably a whole lot. They're just starting, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's interesting, and I'm I was asked to teach on the mental health at Trinity School of Natural Healing, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but what I've noticed with the functional medicine testing is when glyphosate is high because that removes the beneficial bacteria, serotonin will be low. Why? 
Do you know that 90 to 95% of your serotonin is manufactured in your gut? Could you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. This is crazy, right? So if you have no beneficial bacteria, how can you produce serotonin? It's not going to happen. So the gut to the brain is a bi-directional pathway. It's almost like, you know, when you have that gut feeling yeah, or yeah. you get butterflies when you, before you go on an interview, it's not, it's not in your head. It's because your body is wired that way. And there's this vagus nerve. It connects everything you mentioned about the nervous system before. So how do we work on total wellness? To me, total wellness is when you are reaching wellness of mind and body. And to do that, I always say start in the gut. So we all know about that during exercise. Oh, I want a six pack, a 12 pack abs. I got to work on my abs. (laughs) And then, so all these people are working on their abs and then they're going to McDonald's. I'm like, oh my God, no, you're working on the outside, but it's the inside we need to work on, right? Mm -hmm. So it's great to exercise, but then don't put garbage into the body that are going to ruin the bacteria and then make you sad. Without serotonin, you're going to have anxiety and depression. So have your beneficial bacteria, get your acidophilus and bifidus, try to eat organic and stay away from the glyphosate. And then eat balanced so you don't create the inflammation. And then serotonin. You know, many of the foods to create serotonin are healthy vegetables and healthy fruits to help with that. Um, lots of people will have chocolate cravings. And that could be because they're low in serotonin. Hmm. So it's very interesting how one's food cravings will change when you fix the gut. And fixing the gut is really enhancing it and letting the body manufacture the serotonin. So I work with a lot of people on antidepressants, and we work on healing their gut. And then once we heal their gut, they work with their doctors to prescribe the medication, and they taper them. And they actually get off of it. And they, they realize then, they and again, now they're very mindful. The whole process is very being mindful, the journaling saying, okay, so now I finally feel happy and I didn't even feel that way with the antidepressants. There's a, there's a, I'm not saying there's a purpose for medications that God forbid you're suicidal or God forbid you just can't get out of bed. It's going to help you, but we need now to heal the body and we have to start in the gut. And then there's something called GABA and L-theanine. So GABA is also, we have, we have several neurotransmitters and we have the serotonin, we have the GABA, norepinephrine, afrin, um, a few others, right? Mm-hmm. So GABA is something also, another receptor that also helps with the gut and helps with our mental health. So sometimes it's just a little GABA somebody needs and it's an amino acid and anyone listening should always check with their medical practitioner if it's okay, especially if they're on medications. And L-theanine is another one. These amino acids really help you focus, but it also helps with your mental state. So 
um, you might want to look at something called Zen. And Zen is a combination of GABA and L-theanine. Um, I always like to start very slow on any anyone. You know, I always say, even if the bottle says take two, just take one, no matter what it is. Let your body acclimate to it. You could always go up. Um, more is never, you know, it doesn't mean um, quantity is quality. Mm. Everybody's different. Your body may just need a little gather or serotonin. The best way to absorb serotonin that I've seen is in homeopathic remedies, which are liquid drops or homeopathic spray. And um, homeopathic is something that people should really look into because there's, I've never seen side effects. And again, obviously, we have to look at everything Um but it, it's either going to work or it's not. It's like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely check that out. Herbs is something that you really have to look and they could be really good, but they can interact with medication. And again, you should always check with your practitioner as well. But these are things that are out there that, you know, mainstream media doesn't really talk about. And unfortunately, like you mentioned with the pharmaceuticals, they'll start with, plants and even herbs, right? And then they'll put a pattern on it because that's how they make the money. They don't say, hey, go get some oregano. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I think that's one of the the amazing or, or just the things when I start thinking about stuff um, with the differences between corn and let's say uh, marijuana or cannabis, right? So both of them are a commodity, but one is is – you can do more with it, make more products, make more durable stuff. It's a, it's a medicine that actually works and doesn't make you sicker versus corn where you've got like what, all of the bad stuff like corn oil, all that, the, the, all of the, it seems like everything that's associated with corn is bad. It is. It causes inflammation and it's an excitotoxin. So it actually, an excitotoxin excites your neurons to death. Hmm. That's what excitotoxins do. And corn is an excitotoxin. Soy sauce is an excitotoxin. Oh, um, I like soy I'm sauce. sorry. <laughs> Monosodium glutamate, MSG, like Doritos mm-hmm. and Pringles and all of those have excitotoxins in them. For the soy sauce, what you should check out Bragg's, B-R-A-G-G-S. They have an amino acid and they have a coconut soy sauce. So it's made from coconut and it looks like soy sauce and it tastes like soy sauce, but it won't be oh, there for you. I remember that. Yeah, I was, I did a class and they, they suggested that and we were using it. It was, yeah, it was amino based, amino acid based. Try that. But then there's also a coconut one out now. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Uh, we got a, we got one uh, question from John Esteen and he was the one who asked something earlier. Uh, where can I get a list of foods that does not create, that do not create inflammation? I mean, I definitely have it on my blog. Um, I may have, I definitely have it in my book as well. So if you don't find it on my blog, just, um, email me and I'll, I'll just copy it from my book and send it over, uh, my YouTube channel. I'm not sure if I did one on inflammation, but I will definitely add it to the list. Yeah. And if you go to nancyguberti.com and the reason why I, you know, usually I'll flip up people's social medias and everything else, but I started thinking about it today and I'm like, you know, if they're 
all of their social medias are on your website. Why am I driving traffic somewhere else? So, <laughs> so that's um, if you, if somebody has a website, I'm just going to go there from Smart. now on. And so that way, all of her social media links are right there in the right hand corner on her website, um, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all of them pretty much, right? Even Pinterest. Yeah. yeah, Pinterest, I put all the products that um, gluten-free, casein-free, organic. Um, so that's on my Pinterest. On Instagram, I take all the pictures of what I eat and recipes. I put them into my Instagram TV. Um, and then on YouTube, it's more educational. There's a whole immune system section there's something with allulose, which is just a horrific keto-approved sweetener that's made from fermented corn, but the companies are saying, oh, but it could be from figs or raisins. Yeah, but where's yours from? It's from fermented corn that has glyphosate. Yeah. You know, And I vet these companies and I write to them until they tell me, and then I'm like, expose it. And um yeah, that video, some bariatric doctors were not pleased with me. They had <laughs> nasty comments. I was like, let's just delete those um, because they don't want it to get out the truth, you know? So I really, that disturbs me so much because my son had a liver disorder. So I really had to scrutinize everything that went in his body. And I feel. Um, I feel that it's misleading to the general public who's not going to look at it, who's going to take it at face value. Oh, this is a keto approved sweetener and it could be from figs or kiwis. Well, that sounds great, but it's from fermented corn that has glyphosate. That's destroying your gut bacteria and your serotonin. So it really drives me crazy. And yes, it's hard to find products without corn, but I will say this. My Pinterest and Instagram page, we do not have any corn in my house because excitotoxins was something that my son could not handle whatsoever. So um, it's possible, but you have to, uh, it's possible. You just have to, to look for them. So, and if anybody ever had any questions about finding something like the hardest thing was pretzels. So we, in my house, we're gluten-free, corn-free, soy-free, dairy-free, casein-free. We have everything organic. Our meats are grass-fed, grass-finished. Like we, I cook with glass pots, but I had to for my son. And then it worked, so we didn't change. And now he's 23, and he's a marathon runner and everything else, and I thank God every day. Um, but corn was the hardest to find corn-free pretzels. So gluten-free, many gluten-free products, especially back then, used maize. And I'm like, they don't even say corn. They say maize. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> but there's a company called Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, -N, that was made from a mother who had a son with corn allergies and pretzels was something he liked. And these pretzels are delicious. I mean, I've gotten a few bags since, but... I can't because you eat too many, you know, but they're yeah, yeah. so good. So there are products nowadays and there's even a keto approved sweetener allulose made from organic monk fruit. Mm. And um, I mentioned that in my video as well. So whenever I find out about these companies, I, I even mentioned on my Instagram, as soon as I find out, I share it because it's really good. Yeah. Even even pasta, like there's chickpea pasta, there's mung pasta. 
um, you know, mung bean pasta. I mean, it tastes fantastic. Who would ever have thought? So, you know what I just had? I had some, uh, I made spaghetti sauce. Um, and then I, I, uh, put it over, uh, spaghetti squash. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, and it tastes filling. good. Yeah. It's wonderful. So you, you could do it. If you <laughs> like to cook, you just have to set your goal, just set goals of what you want to do. And, and, and yearly goals never get accomplished because we forget about them. But if you do 90 day goals and you know, by the quarter, you know how much you can accomplish in one year. Now you have four times to set those goals. Ah, and I didn't realistic, about like that. Yeah. You get a lot done and you should create a vision board. I'm really big. Like, you know, a little, O-tag or a little piece of paper. I did one where I wanted to write a book and I kept looking at that vision board for several years. And then I finally wrote a book, you know, but people do that. You could write, you know, you want to be tone or you want whatever it is. Um, that's great. So thank you. I would definitely do a vision board and set your 90 day goals. And if you want to share them with me, send them over. Oh, Awesome. Well, this is good. I am so happy that you came on to the show and were able to talk and give us all this information. You are a wealth of knowledge in this uh, capacity. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. One, one, one last thing, and it's about mental health and inflammation in the brain. All right. So I was listening to a Joe Rogan uh, show, and it had a guy that had uh, CTE, um, or traumatic or somebody that was in special forces and they're finding out that, you know, a lot of the, the, the explosions and the, the stuff that they're around cause a certain amount of CTE or TBI, uh, you know, and that they found that inflammation is actually in the brain is responsible for uh, depression and some of the other things too. So if we're having all this inflammation from, uh, you know, glyphosate and the food that we're eating, I mean, it's not just going in. I mean, inflammation is inflaming your whole body all, all from head to your toe, right? 100%. So there's something called the blood brain barrier and the blood brain barrier protects your brain from inflammation. The unfortunate thing is the blood brain barrier does not protect your entire brain. There are sections where stuff could go in there. So there's actually certain medications that target passing the blood brain barrier. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the gut to brain, there's a pathway. If your gut is inflamed, it's going to go to the next weak point, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I always say, think about all the names, dermatitis, sinusitis, uveitis, bronchitis, gastritis, right? Mm-hmm. So first it starts in the gut and then it goes it could go to the lungs. It could go to the sinuses. It's going to come here. It uveitis is your eyes. So like, you know, if one, 
I healed a child and I, I found with the testing, you know, I always pray to God, like help me, direct me. And we do the testing. We see she has inflammation in her gut. Well, we focus on the gut. It heals her uveitis in her eyes. Why? It's systematic. So we have, we, it's a hundred percent true that you're going to get inflammation in the brain. That's where dementia and Alzheimer's, they're seeing that if we change the health of our food and our gut, we can lower the inflammation in our brain. That's why the grain brain, the mm. book is all about how wheat causes inflammation in the brain. But again, you mentioned that they don't, you know, this is something new. They're learning all the time, but the blood brain barrier is something that does not cover the entire brain. So things could get through. So we have to, again, focus on the gut to reduce the inflammation and then look at your turmeric, look at your quercetin, your bromelain. Not only take that for the virus, but take it for the brain and um, look to always stay hydrated. And that's where now you could say, well, is this food going to cause inflammation Mm. in my body? And in my brain. And if you have inflammation or one of these itises, you know, dermatitis or anything else, go back to the gut and get rid of it so it doesn't spread throughout the body. So if you do have one of these conditions, one of these itises that you're talking about, and you like you test for something, right? But obviously uh, doctors, uh, regular mainstream medicine doesn't doesn't do the kind of testing that you do to determine if there's inflammation in the gut or any of the other things, right? So right. what is it even possible? Is there something you can ask your doctor for? Or do you have to go outside of, of your traditional HMO plan, PPO plan, and then go find somebody like yourself? You need to find a functional medicine specialist. Um, and most conventional doctors don't do this because they would have had to go to the Institute of Functional Medicine. On top of that, there are certain states that don't allow the testing. How do you mm, like that? Really? Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah, that is crazy. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're talking lobbyist. We're talking lots of things. So when, Before Bayer bought Monsanto, Monsanto was protected in Homeland Security Act. Yeah, boy, even my dog did that just now. (laughs) (laughs) And you couldn't test it. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. That's a lot of crazy things. I thought brokerage was crazy. (laughs) You find out healthcare is just crazier. Oh yeah, brokerage is really crazy. I mean, but yeah. they're but they're all the same though. It's like they all run on the same model, even from 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 finance to health healthcare to the prison industrial complex. They they all run on the same model. And you know what? It's sad because it's not for the betterment of humanity. Mm-mm. That's why I'm very passionate about this. Not only because it, it helped my family, but I want other people to have the knowledge to be empowered to take a stand for themselves and their loved ones. Yeah, for sure. So here's another thing and then we're going to, we'll wrap this up. Cause I know you probably, it's getting late where you're at um, is 
we talked about the glyphosate, which is in the in the soil, and it comes from the pesticides that they that they used to put on the leaves, but they no longer do that anymore. They put it within the seed itself, and this is where our mutual friend um, Miriam Hanane, and she had the uh, the vanishing of the bees, the documentary that she made, and it was all about the the what is it uh, colony collapse disorder or call I think that's what the proper name was. And it was when they really started getting into it and starting looking at what it was, it, it was because the bees were, they weren't right. And th- it was because the pesticides now that are within the seeds themselves. And so it goes up into the plant, which goes up into the pollen and the bees are carrying that pollen back to the hive and making the nectar and everything else to feed the larvae of the new bees. And that right there, because they were getting poisoned, you know, they're bringing poison back to the, back to the hive. And so when they would go on to the, to the plants, you would see a regular bee do things very systematically. You know, they would do, they did the same thing over and over every time they would get on a plant. The ones that were exposed to the, uh, you know, the the wherever gaucho seeds were and all these other places that they were using them, um, they were really distraught and almost falling off of the uh, off of the, uh, the 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 flower because they couldn't do their job because they were poisoned because they were they were dying, and so yeah, it's really a. So think about a human, and think about the brain. Our brains are delicate. Our whole body is delicate. Our, our cells are del- our mitochondrial, the powerhouse of our cells. We need to get nutrients into them. Are we putting nutrients or are we putting pesticides and toxins? And then the levels that I'm seeing on glyphosate on even younger individuals is alarming. Like, you know, and then I'll speak to the doctor at the lab and, and, and say, I mean, this is crazy. And they're like, this is so bad, so bad. And this, some studies say, well, you know, if you eat organic for two weeks, you could reduce it by 90%, but not at that alarming number. You know, so again, you're reducing it by 90%, but what number did you start with? Now we're seeing numbers so bad, and we're seeing mental health at such a younger age. I mean, I have nine-year-olds coming in that are on Zoloft, and, you know, we look, and they have no beneficial bacteria, and they loaded with glyphosate, and they have no serotonin. Well, how could you create serotonin if you don't have beneficial bacteria and the glyphosate is eating it away? It's really, it's just an epidemic that's happening. And we could shut down our whole economy and our schools and our churches and everything else for one epidemic, but we don't do that for other epidemics. You know, there are so many other things going on that you just wonder why this and not that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think we're I think we're in the craziest problem. I don't I don't even know if if you could even say the the Great Depression was as crazy as this because this just seems so odd. 
It's on so many levels. It's yeah. maddening. And and so you have to focus on your food and you have to focus on your total wellness. You really have to, because with everything going on, you could take that in and you could absorb all that negativity. And then you could say, oh, what the hell? Why should I eat healthy? I'm in a pandemic. I'm shut down. Mm-hmm. No, even more you need to become your advocate. Because maybe they're trying to get at you mentally. So now you have to make sure your gut is good. Mm, Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's so many things right now that we can't control. But there is one thing that you can. And it's what you put in your mouth, what you see with your eyes, and what you hear with your ears. Because all of those are very important in being healthy and you know especially what you listen to and what you see and that's why that's why if you're still watching and i'm I'm not judging you if you watch mainstream media if you watch the news and all cnn fox and all that but you have to ask yourself i mean when i i've stopped and i haven't watched it for at least probably two years now and i'll turn it on and it's literally, I have to turn it off. I'm like, ah, because it's just the same shit. Boom, 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 boom. And they're trying to like beat you with the same story. Do you, do you ever turn it on and say, boy, I feel amazing? No. no. <laughs> and like, you know what? We even like, my son put a whole pod, uh, he put, we put all these songs together. He calls it our like playlist. You know, and the only channel that I will listen to, I was so happy when 95.5 changed over to K-Love because K-Love is like some religious music that is upbeat, right? But some of them is a little depressing too. And you're like, okay, I just want to hear like Waymaker and Raise a Hallelujah, like, or the Battle Hymn of the Republic, something. Like I cannot listen. Like if you listen to the music and some of it is so bad, it's so bad. So it's really what you what you think mm-hmm. is so important. Like the mindset. Again, it goes back to your self-worth. You have to understand why you want to become your best health advocate because you matter. Yeah. And why yeah. do you matter? You're here for a reason. You have a message and a purpose. You know, and that's what I, you know, I always say you have a message and a purpose. And to do all of the things you want to do, you have to feel your best. Because if you feel crappy, you cannot do anything then what you have to do. So your aspiration, your goals, and, and who you attract in your life is what you reflect out, mm. you know? And if you feel worthy, if you feel not egotistical, I'm never into condescending or egotistical. I'm never like that. I always go for the underdog, right? Because I always want to lift people up. But if you feel amazing about yourself, you don't want to be around somebody who is you know, negative to you or zapping your energy. And you cannot complete the other person. You know, my mother would always say there was one savior, (laughs) you know, like you're not, they have to take care of themselves, you know, like you could, you you could be respectful, but that's what you have to look at. And I think we make better choices when our mind is clear. Again, clear brain comes from that gut and it goes back and forth. So now everything we do is going to be important. You can't say, oh, you know what? I'm going to eat crap. I'm going to eat this fast food. But, oh, I want an amazing person in my life. 
doesn't work that way. Mm, like yeah. the two go together. You know, like if I'm if I'm willing to accept this, then I'm going to be willing to accept that. But both of them may not be good for you. So again, I always say it's the mindset, and that's why my book is all about total wellness of mind and body. And I always say, if I told you every day about health, 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 you would be like, screw that book. I can't take it anymore. But one, you know, one day it's about, you know, why you should feel good about yourself, self-esteem and, and your self-worth and your mindset and positivity and getting rid of any self-sabotage negative thoughts. We all get them, Mm -hmm. push them out. And replace them with your goals and what you want in life. Yeah, you know that, that's great advice. Uh, what I what I did for the longest time was uh, listening to podcasts in my ear earbuds, right? So I'm actively listening to it, not passively listening. And the more you hear or listen to programming or podcasts or you know any kind of content out there that's constantly reinforcing positivity and and all of that kind of stuff and you know doing better for yourself and it, it honestly it puts you on the right track because you you slowly but surely as long as you keep listening to that start going into that lane Right. You absorb it. You absorb it in your unconscious. I mean, it it happens. It's, it's again, the brain, they don't know much about it, but you do absorb it. Yeah. You rewrite your track, right? You do. You could rewrite your, look at you, look what you did. You could rewrite your, you create your destiny. If you don't take charge of your life style, right? And that's total wellness of mind and body, then life will take control of you. And you'll be like, what the hell? How did I get here? Because mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I wasn't mindful. So when I talk about wellness, it's not just the body. It's the mind. The two go together. Mm-hmm. And we see it scientifically because of the gut brain. But you have to, both of them have to be in sync. If one is out of sync, we have to stop and say, why? What's going on here? And that's what I do. Like if someone says, oh, I was doing great. But then some, okay, what happened? What triggered that? You know, what triggered it? And it could be like, so for weights, like I I worked with someone who, he was bullied as a kid. Well, let's go back there. Well, how did you feel? And then why now, as a successful adult, are you being brought back there? Because that's what's making you then go for the food because you need that comfort. Mm. So you have to be so mindful. and, And that's how you can go forward. I'm not saying stay in the past, but find out what's what's blocking you. And if you get that self-talk in your mind, oh, I can't do it. Really? Why not? Why not? Why not me? Yes, I can. I would say, yes, you can. Just do it. Just get started. Yeah, that's, that's the key right there. Just start. If you just start and it's my uh, one of my partners uh, says this, she says that she does the ugly launch. She calls it the ugly launch. <laughs> just start and figure it out as you go. You know, exactly. Once you once you get your, get in motion, then it gets easier. Yeah. And we're human. We're not supposed to be perfect, and we can mess up, and then we get up again, and we start again, and we set and we learn from that, and say we reflect. And that's why I love the journaling is to reflect and say, well, what did I eat and how did I feel 
what bothered me or what am I, what really worked today? Because let's try that when I'm feeling down. Mm. And then they call that failing forward. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, let, uh, what I do want to do is because I know your son is a podcaster and he's a very, he's a young podcaster and he's got a, he's a pretty accomplished with as many episodes that he has and pretty successful at it. So if you want to go ahead and plug him, that'd yeah, be. He's, he's my guy that I left my Goldman Sachs for. Mm-hmm. So that's my son. I have two sons and one is Mark and he has my same last name and that's Mark with a C and his podcast is breakthrough success. He started when he was very young and he wanted to break. I mean, podcasting is amazing mm-hmm. and he learned so much about that and he wrote like 20 books and I, I love him to death because, you know, he made me a better person. And then my other son, Michael, has a whole digital marketing, um, and he promotes so many companies online, and I, they made me a better person because they really showed me, um, they show me empathy, and um, they always bring out the best in people in me. So, I think that's a great point to end it on right there. Got that one. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, one last thing we learned from our mistakes. So they're lessons, not really mistakes, stepping stones. Thank you, Pamela. I appreciate your participation as well as everybody else this evening. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Nancy. And you can find Nancy at nancyguberti.com. Uh, it was great to have you here. Great to get the information and you know all that you shared with us. Thank you. And you know what? I look forward to your goals. You're going to email me, right? I, yep, yep. I'll hold me accountable because I know you, if I don't, you'll probably be in my DMs on Insta, on uh, Twitter. Say, hey, where's where's my goals at? So, I am. So please do do because I'm one of those guys that you know procrastination nation, right? <laughs> I, I I make a million excuses as why I can't do something when you know I, even when I was a kid, man, my mom would always say if you if you would spend half as much time just doing things the right way instead of like trying to get around and get out of doing stuff, you would be so much further. <laughs> well, you're gonna get some DMs, so. All right. Well, thank you, Nancy. I appreciate it and have a great evening. Uh, I will email you uh, links and, and uh, promo material and stuff. One thing I need from you, though, is a picture because I can't scrape the one off of uh, off, off your website because I don't think it loads up in my Photoshop. And yeah, just shoot me one of those and I'll give you all the links and promo materials so you can share this on your channels as well. So once again, thank you. I appreciate you and all that you do. And, and even here in your life and, and on the, on the uh, union of the unwanted. So everybody out there, the YouTube channel union of the unwanted, Nancy is a regular on that show for the most part. I've seen you on there quite a bit. So have a great evening and uh, be safe and be well. And let's uh, let's take the take us out of this. Sorry, I got I got, I got sidetracked for a minute. I was saying something and I was like lost myself. Well, but you did great. You did great at podcasting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's 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 been a long two years. It is a, it is a grind and a marathon, not a sprint. It takes a while for people to finally, you know, find you. I know Ricky's been doing it for a long time and he's got amazing people on his show on the ripple effect podcast. And yeah. And I would think that his numbers would be way higher than they are because of who, you know, he's got on there, but it's uh, you know, it takes a while for people to notice you. I mean, Joe Rogan, I mean, he was doing it for 10 years, 
before he got noticed and people started like boom he exploded so you just got to keep it up keep going keep trying and uh you know the most best part is is help people you know exactly you know, if you but have- even if you get sponsorships that's awesome yeah, well, I'm starting to work on that here pretty soon. That's what I've been doing for the uh, uh, for like the last two months, or actually since I've been on Clubhouse because there's just all this free, uh, amazing information on there. So I know you got to go. Sorry, I keep 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 dragging no, you, I keep sucking you in into the conversation. <laughs> so thanks again, and uh, we'll take the intro out. Uh, this I have one uh, tomorrow evening, you guys. It's with uh, former. Um, person that was on a show former guest and she talked about the uh rexandra papavici and she had the last episode i had with her she was talking about the mexican cartels and you know her time as a uh, researcher in mexico so this time she's gonna be talking about dating and like what we were talking about being intentional with who you try to uh you you hook up with or you know that you want in your um your significant other and to stay away from the ones that you don't so she's going to give us some tips and tricks on that and uh but yeah until then everybody keep it 100 stay true to yourself because that's just the best way to be you've been listening to the nowhere to go but up podcast sean is a single dad a union blue collar guy and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud when he was released from prison in 2006 all he had was the clothes on his back a bag of mail and some paperwork since then he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast we hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you were moved to connect to the show book a guest spot for merch patreon paypal and social media links go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up on instagram at nowhere to go but up now on twitter at but up now on the youtube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast see you next time